You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you need a place to drink some good coffee and read comics, Watchtower Cafe is the place for you. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's not just a coffee shop with comic books. It's a great place that lets the geek community in Utah hang out and get together. Go check them out at 1588 South State and tell them Big Shiny Robot sent you. I'm about Tomplex. She's like, that is there a customer, shouldn't be. Is there a customer service line? Just, I downloaded both alert. of those, and they should they both learn be Blu-ray. to work together and yeah. become friends yeah, exactly. again. <laughs> well, no, she, she's seen them before. She was just like, she was just watching it, and then it just ends. That might have just been a problem because I downloaded both of those, and they were working just oh, fine. I've watched I wonder, them both. I wonder if the server just rebooted with like an update, every, like an exact point every <laughs> time. time. All right. So I think everybody but me has seen Iron Fist at this point. I haven't seen Iron Fist. Everybody but me and Tyson are going to check out. <laughs> are you guys talking about it? Was it worth watching? What did you feel? I didn't finish it. Oh, shit. Are we recording? Yeah. God damn. God, oh, I Rebecca just ruined the ending Junior over here. the perfect one and two <laughs> for everyone. Junior ghost producer Rebecca is going to be disappointed I had to ask her. Just always assume. All right. Always Fair assume. Enough. Tell that bitch to get out of the grave if she wants to come with Lane. <laughs> no, I I was watching it. Oh, damn. I don't know over like a couple of days, but it was just on while I was working, and I never got to the end of it because it just wasn't entertaining enough. I watched it all in forty eight hours. Jesus, yeah. it was it took... a a trial in my patience and perseverance <laughs> and willpower, but I got through it. Um, Tom, it took it? me a week to finish it, and. I have lost and gained respect for the actor that played um, Iron Fist off and on throughout the last two weeks. I think well, I heard the lost about... is obvious. Why Why gained? Because I, I read an article that came out that they only had 15 minutes to that... learn the fight scenes, which explains why the fight scenes were so fucking bad. And That's what not, he says, not though, they, right? Just him, like, like for some reason, like for some reason, he only got. 15 he would show minutes. up on set, and they're like, "All right, this is the choreography for the fight scene, and go." So the Which question, kind of have a, I don't know. So the question that was, sounds was, like it, bullshit, though. Yeah, it true. could be, but if that's true, then I feel for him because his fight scenes are real fucking terrible. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the cut where they took the scene where they're fighting in the file room yep. at that hospital, and they show it, and they go count the cuts. And when you actually count the cuts, there's like sixty-five fucking cuts in this like two-minute scene. Oh, so it's a Greengrass movie. Just constant cuts and shaky cam. Yeah, and somebody actually said, like, yep, that's how I deal with an actor that can't act. Like, like that's how you deal with a bad fight scene is you just keep cutting it so that bad action is, is cut out. Well, and it makes it look more exciting because yeah. it's all these quick cuts. Yeah. But, Again, I haven't seen it. My brother-in-law actually quite enjoyed it. He, he, he Nate really liked it. Um, I, I'm still planning on watching it, but there is, out of the four... Um, you know, Defenders series that were happening before the Defenders. Um, I was looking forward to obviously Daredevil and then Iron Fist the most because I figured those two would probably have the most like action. Whereas like Jessica Jones is more of the PI stuff, and Jessica Jones was awesome, but I didn't expect it to have a bunch of fighting in it. And same with kind of Luke Cage, you know, it's the low level superhero Seeing stuff. And, and, but all of those shows were great. I, and I, now it's like Iron Fist and even people who are enjoying the show more than you guys, 
still have the same complaint about the fight scenes, yeah. which in Iron Fist, that shouldn't be your main complaint. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't even care about right. those. It was just bad acting yeah. and boring plot. Yeah. yeah, and like Iron Iron Fist is definitely the worst of the Marvel TV. Like, hands down, it is the worst of the series so far. Did you think they can redeem the character in the Defenders in August? So I think so. I can't. I think it was Scott, um, a friend of mine, who was talking to me about it and said that, or maybe, maybe it was you, Nick. It was you or Scott that basically said that, like, Iron Fist wasn't supposed to happen. He was supposed to be with Luke Cage, and this story was kind of shoehorned in as well. Like, I've heard a lot of excuses for it, and and I think a lot of because Iron Fist and Luke Cage are very much intertwined as characters. Right? He was like, higher, right, John? Correct. So his theory was basically. <laughs> so his theory was basically <laughs> yeah. that you know, one of the reasons that Iron Fist feels like a shit character so far is because a lot of his development and growth comes from his interactions with Luke Cage, and those don't exist in this TV series. And so he kind of relies on Luke Cage. John? Um, I mean, there's some validity in that. Like, Iron Fist was pulled originally from Marvel TV series. They were going to scrap it completely and do a Punisher solo series in place of Iron Fist. Hmm. I don't know why they ended up going back on it, but for like three months, Iron Fist was not. It was off the slate. Maybe it's because only that 15 minutes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't hate the show. Like I enjoyed it. It just it was a struggle. He is yeah. not a good actor, in my opinion. He's real good at being a gay knight and Game of he Thrones. He was awesome, Mister Loris. I really like uh, Ward Meacham. Yeah. Like as stupid as I feel saying that, because it's like the most flat character. That guy played that so well. It he, was so he, good. He did a really good job, and like I mean, even like the scene. I guess spoiler alert when he's trying to like score drugs from the emergency oh room. God. That scene was incredible. It was oh, really man. good. It took me back to my youth. I mean, he, was <laughs> he knew exactly how to do it. Yeah, it was I, I thought he was really good. I liked him and I actually liked his sister too. Yeah, she was also good. And, but and I was more interested in the family and like the dad than anything yeah. with Danny Rand. Yeah, yeah, I mean Danny Rand was the worst part of the show. Everybody yeah. else, um and, like the plot with the night nurse and everything, that was way more entertaining and yeah, just that would be a good show if you just cut Danny Rand out of it. <laughs> and like, could you imagine if we would have been able to see more of? I can't think of Papa Rand's actual as Howard, Bruce, Franklin, uh, zombie, zombie, zombie. Oh, the dad. Yeah, Danny Rand is a. It's Howard Meacham. Howard Meacham. So like. I feel like we could have had more of his story and have it been way more interesting. Okay, like, you are talking yeah, about yeah, Meacham. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm talking right, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were yeah. talking about Papa No, Rand. sorry. No, Papa Meacham. Like, I okay. thought he was really interesting, and the actor that played him was awesome. And like the whole idea that like he's alive, but he's trapped in this tower because he's been brought back. Like, that was, that was fucking that interesting. That was way more entertaining than anything else, yeah. Yep. And, I mean, it served a purpose. It tied in. Like, it's very clear the Defenders is all going to be versus the hand. Yeah, I feel like so this was setting of... up like almost a Shadowland type situation. Right. So it kind of brought the the threads of the hand that have been running through Daredevil a little bit oh, through yeah. Jessica Jones yeah. and a little bit through Luke Cage. Madame kind of... Gao is like the right. main villain throughout this series. Right, which she's which, everywhere. If you saw Daredevil season two, I think you probably saw that coming. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like it takes all of those minor hand threads more so in Daredevil and brings them to the forefront and ready and pre- preparation for the Defenders. Correct. Yeah. Which will be cool. I don't know. Like that's, I, I I like the hand as the villain group. I I you know, but yeah. maybe that's because I'm a Daredevil fan, so I'm used to seeing you know a lot of the hand. But I I love the organization and mm-hmm. 
No, they, and, they make a good villain. And the way they play him is really in this. I thought like that was another interesting part of um, Iron Fist was the way the hand was orchestrating and infiltrating and like recruiting like their whole. You kind of get a scene to the back of their wow. system a little bit, and I thought that was really, really it's, great. And different it's, splinter cells of the hand. Yeah, like it's not one unified group right now, mm-hmm. so I think that could be cool. Yep. Oh, uh, is Madame Gao in the mm-hmm. comics? No, I didn't think so. Like, I love her character. I, yeah, she's awesome. No, I, I mean, I, the I don't hand... recall her ever being in any version of the comics. No, the hand has been pretty much Lady Bullseye, Kingpin, Electra. Electra and Matthew Murdock himself mm-hmm. have been the five leaders of the hand for the past like fifteen years now. Wasn't Wolverine the leader of the hand for a little while? That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was that was yeah, a long yeah. time ago. I remember that though. Um I don't know. Iron Fist it just kinda they did a shitty job with yep. the character. Is really what it boiled down to and I get him coming to New York and like losing his chi with all the anger he has inside and returning to the world. However, like he has been training his. I'm going to ruin the final episode. Uh, it's fine. Okay. No, please do. I don't care. So he fights Howard Meacham, who was his dad's business partner, who's been resurrected by the hand. Um, and he doesn't have his iron fist, right? He can't focus his chi. And he gets his ass kicked. And that's fine, except for you are the Iron Fist. You have been training since you were eight years old to be a fucking kung fu master. Right. And you're getting beat by this old dude who's been training for, like, at most a decade. And he's been been training with, like, a random boxer. Yeah, for a couple. I mean, it was... It pissed me off. And well, I tried to go back today and just, like, rewatch a good chunk of the last episode, refresh my memory, and... So he just gets a shit kick out of my him, phone. period, end of sentence? Well... No, he doesn't no, have he, that. He comes back, oh, but like okay. it's ridiculous. Like it's, Iron Fist, especially in comics, he's pretty much unstoppable when it comes yeah. to hand to hand combat against right. your average human being. Well, he will ha- destroy them. And right. don't forget that halfway through the TV, uh, through the series, he does like a set of trials where he kind of yes and no has his hand. And he's kicking the shit out of other highly, highly trained warriors. So it's even more unbelievable when you're like, mm, come on. It's like the hands equivalent of the Iron Fist. So and there's he... just a giant inconsistency of how yeah. well trained and how powerful he is. Right. Because he's kicking the shit out of like hand guys. But then Meacham, who is associated with the hand, but has only been doing Kung Fu for 10 years. Not even Kung Fu. He's just been like just fighting a, a boxer boxing. they bring right. in. So, and, and he beats the shit out of Iron yeah, Fist. Yeah, I mean, it's stupid. And like, I get what they did. Daniel like just became the Iron Fist and then he left Kun Loon. So right. he doesn't know how to do all the crazy other than make his fist iron. Right. Um, so I get that, but still just Kung Fu, like that's yeah. all he's been doing day and night for twenty years. Twelve how long was he missing for? Uh fifteen. Fifteen right? years. Because he was like ten that. when he went missing and yeah. he was twenty five when he showed back up. I mean, it was upset. It was, there was just a lot of weird stuff like that in the show that you're just like, you're finally like getting into the rhythm of the show and then you get pulled out by something like that and you're like, God damn it. And it was almost always tied directly to Danny Rand when that happened too. Like your reality was shattered always with him in some weird thing. So if you're a fan of Daredevil, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and you're looking forward to the Defenders coming up, would you recommend Iron Fist? Like do you, is it kind of a must see to prep you for that even though it may be a little bit of a struggle compared to the other you have to watch it and like i said like there were parts i loved i didn't find it 
unbearable to watch, right. but there's a lot of inconsistencies where if I took time to think about it, I would get probably tear it apart. Like, Why yeah. am I watching this? Yeah. When yeah. is the Defenders? August 19th. August. Yeah. They just have that little 15-second right. yeah. teaser thing where they all get in an elevator, and Jessica Jones jumps up and grabs the security camera. And I gotcha. didn't think I could like an actor any less than I like, what's her name, that Christine plays Ritter. Jessica Jones, and... Well done, Iron Fist. He <laughs> 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 was horrible. Oh, shit. Uh, did you guys want to talk about Kong? Yeah. Lucas has got I know. a giant ape-sized boner for this. Does it have a big gorilla in it? So... Like months and months back, they show the first trailer. I don't give a shit. No, I don't it's care actually about, not like... a giant gorilla. Oh, that's good. That was the twist. Is it's actually like a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids scenario, or it's just a normal-sized gorilla, <laughs> and, and they Mor- actually were all shrunk down. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Rick Moranis is like, what the fuck did we do here? Yes. He came out of retirement for this movie. Hasn't acted awesome. in years, came out just for this. I bet he still killed it. Rick Moranis is a god. So funny. SCTV, so anyway, Kong. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, <laughs> the, the, the the trailers for it all looked really bad, except for the last trailer. And when I saw that, it was cut a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy with classic rock. I'm like, okay, maybe this will be fun. And then I started seeing reviews on Metacritic. It was getting really high praises. And it is so much fun. It's just a really fun movie. I mean, I told, I told all you guys this, but in terms of movies I've seen the past year, this is probably the most evenly paced and just like distributed between a solid story, action sequences, and great comedy. It was just the perfect movie. I'm not saying it's my favorite movie, but like as far as pacing and putting a film together, it's about as perfect as it could be. Yeah, it felt like it was a a summer blockbuster that came out this last month. It was like the original Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. I mean, I think it was Hate of the Monkey. I think it was better than that. But I mean going back like oh okay yeah yeah for the time adjusting for inflation yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh okay so yeah, it's I, like a war movie it's I this vietnam kind of... era war movie but on this island with all these shitty monsters yeah and you get to see kong fight all these shitty monsters but they don't overdo kong kong's not in a ton of the movie Mm-mm. and they kind of eliminate the obsessed with a woman scenario from it it's very minimal no more rapey kong no it's no he, and they, they set up pretty well that he's there to protect the small civilization that is there. Yeah. And, like, spoiler alert, John C. Riley, him and this other uh, fighter, this Japanese fighter, were in a dogfight years and years and years and years ago. And they crash on the island. And so John C. Riley's been there since forever. And as soon as I saw that kid and he had that huge nose prosthetic, well, that's John C. Riley. And he's... He's hilarious. That shit crazy. I mean, it's so funny. Everything yeah, doesn't he, he call, says. Doesn't he call the spider something, and then he's like, well, now that you say it out loud, it sounds kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's the lizards. The lizards <laughs> that come out. So the, the basic plot of the movie is that uh, John Goodman has always thought that there were monsters because uh, this naval ship that he was on when he was in the Navy sunk, and it was inexplicable and everybody but him, I think, and like maybe one other person died, but like everybody yeah. died. And so he's been trying to investigate and find monsters. Well, Nixon is right now calling it quits in Vietnam. And so John Goodman on that day is trying to sneak in and say, hey, we need to check out what is on this island. Even if you don't believe there's monsters, we want to see what's on this territory before Russia does. Because we're in a Cold War. And regardless of what's there, we need to know first. And so they take Samuel L. Jackson's troop. And he's like a warmonger kind of guy. And he... uh, he doesn't want to go home. So he says, all right, everybody, we're going to this island. 
and the plan is to drop explosives all over the island to figure out if like the Earth's core is hollow. <laughs> okay. And that's like Samuel Jackson's like, I don't give a shit. We get Science. to go, yeah, shoot stuff. <laughs> so they show up, and it is hollow, and Kong is there to keep these different lizard beasts at bay, and they live in the hollow Earth. But because the military just showed up and bombed the shit out of it, they start coming out. Right. Hmm. So I And that's like the setup. I kind of heard from a lot of people who I would trust their <laughs> judgment in movies, you know, that aren't movie critics, a lot of my friends, really enjoyed it. I was a little, still a little spurned by Godzilla. Because oh, something enjoy, like that. I did not enjoy that movie because I think a good monster movie is you do use King Kong or you do use Godzilla sparingly. Right? I thought you were gonna say you do you, and I was real excited <laughs> no. to figure out the logic on that you one. Do you. A real good monster movie is you do you, boo. but there's a fine line because I feel like Godzilla didn't show Godzilla enough. Mm. You know, I love Godzilla. So, so but you. it's a, it's a tricky balance, and I couldn't mm. tell you exactly you know what the mathematical formula is for it. But did you see Mecha Godzilla or uh, Shin Godzilla? No. Fact that shows him exactly enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go see King Kong. Yeah, I, You'll enjoy it. Can you get it on Tom Eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually. Mm-hmm. It's got enough camp. It's a lot of fun. Tom Flix has standards. I was going to say, I want to watch it, but I just don't I do like pay it, movie yeah. prices and spend movie time. Going go to theaters it. is so it was fun. hard. Dude, it's such a hassle now. Are we going to talk about that again? I don't no. want to. No. No, we're not. Let's talk about... We're skipping it, motherfucker. But no, did you hear that um, movie theaters are like toying with the idea of in-home streaming... For like it'll be like thirty dollars a movie. So there was a oh, movie theater. You get five that, friends together. There was a movie theater that piloted mm-hmm. that in Seattle like five years ago, if, where they would they would stream a new release huh. to your house, and it was it was that it was thirty dollars. But people were like, "No, this is great. We got it. it's just like a pay per view event. Yeah. You have a bunch of friends over. Everyone yep. pitches in five bucks. It ends yep. up being cheaper than a movie. If you've got even a fifty five inch screen and like a half a surround sound system, it's yeah. it's still better than going to the theater. Well, and like I'll have my theater room built in a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. So how do they awesome. do? You do you rent like a box from? I'm the sure you would have to have some like confirmed. They're gonna DRM the shit out of it. Yeah. But they, it's just there was recently there was like the cinema business convention mm-hmm. and. That was one of the things, and like the next, the, the other big thing is like regular cinemas are dying. Did I hear, miss something there? No, no, no. She's snoring real loud. Um, no, that was John that was taking, a, yeah. taking a huff. Um, a tank, it's loud. <laughs> there's like the regular cinema, like your Cinemark or whatever, is dead, and it's all going to be smaller, like nicer versions of Brewies. Yeah. Not dive bars, but like nice theaters with booze and good like, food. Like they the were in Sugar House. Yeah. I mean, it's still uh, the a one in diving, Taylorsville does it now food. too on fifty four. Well, like, and they're going to be more like in Utah. You're not going to see it, but like they're going to be more adult oriented. Minnesota like, has that already. Nice. Have you guys? Yeah. Is anybody VIP here? Theaters, you get a waiter. It's a full yeah, bar. and like yeah. restaurant. Jack Daniels is like experimenting yeah. with uh, that would be really nice. alcoholic slushy machines have, just for theaters and things. I like do that. know in huh. this for the sorry Tom just for the here. for the Seattle pilot for this like streaming thing. I didn't understand it all. Maybe you guys know what I'm talking about because I'll, I'll explain it to you really stupid-like and then you guys can put it in the actual technical terms. But essentially, they gave these people that were piloting it a box. Like a set-top box? Uh-huh, a set-top box. And then it had a menu where you could essentially, you know, new releases would hit and then you could order it just like you would through your cable provider or pay-per-view or whatever, right? I don't see why they couldn't just do that with a mobile app. Right. And so it was, again, it was like 30 or even maybe even 40 bucks to like stream the, to stream a new release like that. But again, you get a group of people over to watch the movie. Everyone pitches in five bucks. That's less than the cost of a movie ticket generally. Now, the one part I didn't understand was to prevent, because, you know, obviously if you're in a movie theater and you're fucking recording the movie to pirate it or some shit like that, 
they're going to throw your ass out. So how do you prevent that at home? Well, apparently through the signal, there's like every 100th, 1,000th, 1 millionth of a millisecond, some sort of like flash thing. So like you don't notice it to the naked eye, but if you try to record it, it fucks with the quality. Okay, could wow. do that. They could also Just, each copy going out could have like each set top box could have like a specialized ID, put some and they could data, and they could have it just flashing every sixty frames or something. So if it does end up on online, they could slow it. They down could slow it down, find the frame, and prosecute too. Yeah. I think you get like a camera, like your Xbox or PlayStation, and right before the movie starts, they're like, "This Xbox is Frank." Record that. And they show Frank sitting in a room. He's like, "He's going to be watching you watch the movie." It's going to create jobs. It's going to stimulate the economy. And Frank is going to see a lot of people fuck during yeah. movies. Not for forty dollars a movie. I would. I would love to have. Like, I would pay that for certain movies. Oh, definitely. You know, have friends instead of having to like arrange to go to a theater. Like, stay at home. Cook some dinner, like barbecue, yeah. and watch the movie. Like, See, yeah. so you know what's gonna happen I, at that I point is a... Apple. Yeah, because your Apple TV. Yeah. At that point, I bet they do something where it's like, all right, day one, stream it for this much. And like, have you? So has anybody been to the Alamo Draft House? Mm-mm. It's the greatest fucking. Like, it's expensive. Like, I think we went and we saw Wolverine or Logan. Sorry, and we spent about eighty bucks with food and drinks in the movie. But my God, it was wonderful. That's like this article I read is like it's that kind of thing. It's yeah. these theaters that do these community events where they have like their their retro movies that they do, and they have each Alamo Draft House has like a community curator that figures out the things like for that community to do. Like they yeah. did the huh. they did the thing in the Vegas hotel in the pool. They did Jaws. Oh, oh that's cool. <laughs> yeah. sat in the pool and watched Jaws. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and like at the one we were in in Denver, they were playing like a bunch of like. I mean, essentially feminist horror movies, and they all looked fucking awesome. Like it, it, it's cool. Like <laughs> I, I know you're just, laughing, but that's basically what it no, was. I get a feeling like just um, laughing at feminist horror, horror movies. movies. That's totally what I'm. There's just, I'm there's just, picture <laughs> just period blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes it feminist. I don't know. Oh. But I mean, I, I totally agree. Like I, if I'm gonna go to a theater. I go to the one in Sugar House or now the one in Taylorsville that has those super fucking comfortable seats. And because if I'm comfortable, I'm a little bit less annoyed at all the other shit you have to put up with in a theater. I just so. want to leave a note in here for uh, junior ghost producer Rebecca, if she could go ahead and like let us know how that feminist joke plays. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> if you could source it with a bunch of your dead friends and see, <laughs> I'd really like it to hit the undead before it hits the real so, people. So, John, I want you to explain. Real quick, I I had a horrible theater oh, okay. experience just oh. like a week ago. Oh, so it was yeah. They stopped you from masturbating. I went to Beauty and the Beast with my girlfriend <laughs> mm-hmm. at uh, Gateway. Oh, that one's pretty sketchy. I don't like and how many homeless people were in the theater with you. No, it was fine. It was full theater. It was fine, except for the two women, mother and daughter, directly behind us. Mom's probably forty fifty. Daughter's probably late teens, early twenties. And I swear to fucking God, every time Emma Hermione Watson Emma Watson came on the screen, the daughter, not whispering, loudly, calls her Hermione or makes some comparison to Harry Potter. I mean, this one, I mean, she's the main character in the movie. So pretty much the whole movie yeah, was, was me listening to this woman and then her mom going, shh. 
it's not Hermione. It's Beauty and the Beast. It's not Harry Potter. And like they did this the entire fucking. Did movie. the daughter have Downs? I was gonna say like, are you sure I, the daughter wasn't like on the spectrum Hermione. or something? I was worried because anytime there was a funny scene, they do a. <laughs> and so I was like, maybe she's retarded. Maybe I don't turn around and say anything. <laughs> but then everyone's yeah. ear John, the lights came. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> John Fadden, who was retarded in the movie, it was actually the people behind him. But no, the lights came on. I turned around. She was. Totally normal. We should have introduced sure? this as a round of John, who's retarded in the movie section. <laughs> Plot twist, the people sitting behind us. <laughs> that's that's, that's did, my story. What she said segment. is Hermione. Did she sound like Hagrid, kind of? Hermione. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Hodor. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> both is... giants, both probably handicapped. Uh, Okay, so, John. Now you're just being yeah. a dick. <laughs> I want you to explain Legion to me. Go. It's a lot of pressure. So, wait, wait, wait. How many episodes was Legion? Eight, Eight episodes. And it's finished for the yes. first season. Yeah. First season. glorious, over. glorious fucking Have episodes. they said if they're coming back for more? Yeah. They're season two is sure. greenlit. I mean, it's been doing well. So, what happened? I, the last I we talked, we talked about the first episode. I don't so know. I just watched a bunch of it today. So if you want, I can kind of. No, no. I mean, like, I know what happened, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> you had the story where he has been. The Shadow King has been leached to him since he's a baby, pretty yeah. much. Oh, um, baby. It was in a chalk art things. battle. Which was awesome. Yeah, the was chalk great. art battle is amazing. And they find a way to separate the Shadow King and David. But they actually don't. Because they get separated. I love the I love the analogy that the Shadow King makes. Like, have you ever made soup? You chop up the meat, you chop up the vegetables, you add it to the broth, and you cook it for a couple hours. And Sid's like, okay. And then the Shadow King's like, have you ever tried to unmake soup? <laughs> like, I've been with, I've been leached onto him since he was a baby. Like, huh. I, I'm not leaving unless I want to leave. My soup is all up in him. Yeah, <laughs> I have souped all over him. We're hitting all the My notes. My whole thing is, is throughout that final episode, David keeps talking about how can you tell what's real and what's not real. I don't know what my actual life is. Which I mean, this could have all been in his head. The he whole could thing. Still be in the hospital. Yeah. I have no idea where we actually. Well, and left the crazy it. fucking thing is, we still like this is what's driving me the most nuts. But also, I'm enjoying the hell out of it is that we don't know when the fuck this is happening because everything still looks like the 60s. You've got D3 who looks like it's at least our time, maybe a couple years in the Xavier future. Xavier showed up in a wheelchair, so he's been crippled. Yeah, exactly. So that's not... So that's after... It's the 80s, right? Yeah, that's got to be late 70s. But it's right? supposed that to be happen. now-ish. That did happen. Wait, what? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> is that like an after are you, credit scene? Are you fucking joking right now? When did that happen? <laughs> Do you... <laughs> he's like, talking but, about when Shadow King's like he's talking to the sister he's like you remember who dropped him off and they're going through it uh huh and you see the wheelchair wheel in oh yeah 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 it's yeah, the yeah. giant X yeah, it's the giant Xavier's X. Yes, wheelchair it's, it's X. so it's after he's paralyzed sorry I thought you meant like I thought they that's show... why you like blew me up you're like did you see that episode cause that's where they showed it no 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 no, no. like I, I thought you were I've talking about John like, Matt a later before. episode where I was like they straight up showed him like Mac, Mac no, or something no. like that. But um, 
Anyway, so so they print for, oh, and then also in the chalk art episode, like the chalk art battle, that guy totally looks like like it's the bald yeah. guy oh, in the yeah. suit. Yeah. Looked exactly. Yeah, like exactly. Insane. And then it was when like they were from doing, the animated series exactly, when they exactly. would have the, the astral gold, plane yeah, battles. The yeah. gold circles coming out of his yeah. forehead to show the psychic powers was straight from the '90s cartoon. It was so awesome. Um, but that being said. Oh shit! I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, so the <laughs> that time being period, said, I forgot what I was gonna the say. The time period, as there's so much of it that looks like in the '60s, but then after he saves his sister, and she wants to contact her boyfriend or whatever, and she's like, "Well, I can't call him. I can't email him." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Email for phone?" Yeah. It's, it's modern day. Like they're doing that intentionally to I fuck know, with you. I know you, they're doing but it's, it. It's supposed to be modern day. Yeah, but everything They've in there looks like the, it. the '60s. That's the point. I know. It's I love the technology that they have. But the I'm really keyboard. so. It ends. Shadow King goes into Jermaine Oliver. Clemens from, from Flight, Flight of the, the Concords. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He's That's amazing so, in that so show. So he's in yeah, this too? Oh, he's, he's so, so good. fucking Dude, amazing he, in that show. It doesn't seem like him, even. Like, no. it's just. No. He he's seems kind of like uh, Antonio Banderas. Like, he just looks bigger and he's older. And um, do you think that uh, Lenny was supposed to look like. Uh, uh, what is her name? Uh, Oliver's wife at the end? No. I think, I thought like they were kind of going with either David's sister or oh, cause his wife. Oh, because she was total 60s out. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really catch that. I think it was more to, it was because it's a manifestation of Oliver's mind who actually has been stuck in the late 60s. Yeah, yeah that also that's makes sense. That's kind of yeah. how I took that. That's, that's, yeah, same thing. And, it's just his ideal partner. And his, his character, you know, they introduced him at first on the astral plane for an episode. Yeah, that was good. That and was... I, Yeah, and I thought that was probably going to be it, maybe like another cameo in a later episode. But then when he becomes an integral part of like the what last two and a half episodes, he's so good. And he's he's so good at being interesting but also being great comedic relief for the show and i which it always has had to a degree but he really brought it home for like that last two and a half episodes to bring some like quips and the whole fish out of water thing and his arrogance you know about his powers it was super good but that, what a great fucking show like it just it's so good even though i'm not 100 percent sure what the fuck happened to across eight episodes hmm. yeah i don't know I'm looking forward to season two. I'll tell you that. I mean, like the other thing is, you have this whole faction of mutants warring with the government that are not the X Men. Yeah, and like throughout all of Marvel, it's kind of you got the X Men, you got the Morlocks, the Brotherhood, and the Brotherhood. That's it. Yeah, you think they become the Brotherhood? Maybe I don't. I'm curious, or they just don't exist. This is all David fighting the Shadow King out In of his, his own mind, creating this family of x-men because deep down he knows his dad is charles xavier and i don't know i don't think i have no idea i don't think i don't think this is i don't think the entire first season happened in his head Uh, i don't either but they left it with it could yeah they didn't say it didn't you know i also don't understand what they were doing with sid because what was it the second episode we were talking about how when she walks into the room they explicitly don't they show the door open and no feet walk in and then close and then she's standing there and so it led us to believe she was a figment of his imagination and they they led us on for a couple episodes because david was the only one talking to her and then finally one episode uh what's her face uh the leader of the place that they're melanie yeah starts talking to her during one of the meetings and i'm like oh 
all right, well, she's obviously there. And then she continues, she, Sid continues to play a huge part of the story for the rest of the time with in interacting with other characters while David is trapped in his own mind. I don't know. The, the whole thing's just a mind fuck. <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic show. I want them to end it without ever, like, I just want them to make you question everything forever. I mean, look at, there's just too many parallels, right? You got Oliver, if this was all in David's mind, a guy who is stuck basically in the time frame when Oliver, or when David was given up for adoption. He's a super powerful psychic and kind of a father figure. But see, here's there's all these weird, and then he kept talking about how it might not be real, it might be real. He kept hinting at that throughout the last two episodes. I don't disagree with you, but it really bothers me when a twist happens or something's been happening in someone's mind, but they show disjointed parts of the story. So, for instance, Oliver driving off and having his hallucination. Why would why would we see that? You know, if it's all in David's head, it should all be happening around David. They show too much stuff outside of what of David's purview for it to all be happening in his head. Maybe. You know what I mean? I don't know. We'll reconvene in one year. Maybe yeah. we're all happening inside your head, Tyson. I mean, Maybe the show's not me. actually on television. I feel like I'd come up with better friends, though. Oh, <laughs> that's your oh, self-loathing. Burn. That's your self-loathing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my self-loathing. You ever tried Nick's to... my cynicism. <laughs> this is the child inside me. John's obviously the Jew. I mean... <laughs> the Jewish part of me. Everyone's got a little yeah. Jew. And, and Tom's the thing that inspires me to grow beards. Am I the big fat party animal? You don't have a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. I can make your hands. If clap. you were though, that would be you'd be that would mean you're the most dominant part of me. <laughs> I have a story to tell you about after this. All right. So that real song quick, should we talk about Rick and Morty? Yeah, they surprised everybody, right? Uh, yeah. So greatest. April Fools. Um, there was a link blasting around the internet. This is not a joke. You can watch episode one of season three of Rick and Morty right now. The catch was is that it was just on a repeating loop that you couldn't pause, rewind, or fast forward. And so you just kind of had to time it well, every half an hour or an hour. Well, it was on, like, it was just on in that block on Cartoon Network over the air, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah, I thought it, was it was over the air, online. too. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was for 24 hours or 12 hours or something. Well, I think it like stopped that. at midnight. No, because I watched it at 1 a.m. Oh, really? Mountain time. But yeah. do you have cable? Well, and were you watching the West Coast? Oh, okay. It was, I was on, say, it was like this, It was the online. It stopped at midnight California time, right? So you were so probably, probably watching your feed's probably the West Coast feed, even yeah. your like when you sign in online. Probably. The link I got was midnight Eastern time. Hmm. Well, but and it was say- like nine thirty-five when I started it, and I fucking because it started <laughs> at <laughs> seven p.m. Here is when I saw the tweet. Yeah, and they were like, "Don't put this on the internet. You wouldn't download a car, would you?" <laughs> <laughs> Their Twitter was pretty great for oh, the whole man. time. Oh yeah, for sure. So we all got to see. For those of us lucky enough to turn in or tune in or you know know where to how to work the internet and find it now um watch the first episode of season three of rick and morty yeah it was godlike and it felt so good to be watching the oh episode my god right rick and morty it was like hanging out with a long lost friend yeah and, you oh. know um i thought it was just gonna be like they cranked it out because everyone's sick of waiting and they're taking so much grief for yeah. it but it was 
quality. Yeah. It was so and it was good. A and solid the, episode. The whole first mm-hmm. watch of the episode, I was just waiting for them just to cut off and be like, "No, fuck you, it's over." Like yeah. the whole Same time. Here. I didn't. I was. I was worried that it wasn't a joke and people were just, or that it was a joke and that people were just carrying on the joke and saying, yeah. no, this is the full episode and like retweeting the link as an April Fool's thing. But no, it was the it full was awesome. 30 minute episode. I think it had like a small commercial, like adult <laughs> swim commercial break in the middle of it. And, and they were all, it. they were all different because I watched the stream for like two yeah. and a half And they were hours, generally they like were Rick and Morty weird. themed. Like the one of Mr. Poopy Butthole on yeah. the pommel horse. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty that great. That was funny Amazing. where he was a, a puppet, like a street <laughs> yeah. puppet, a marionette. Um, so, I mean, a breakdown of the episode. I, so can we spoil it? Is that fine? I, yeah. Yeah. I so, go I mean, for it, so Rick is officially the smartest man in the universe. Like it's been confirmed. Yep. And his entire, not just the universe, like the multiverse, like the multiverse. Yeah. And his entire goal is to bring back McDonald's Szechuan sauce. Yep. How fucking great is it, that? That's that turns out that's his ultimate end goal is the, so when Milan, right, right. for those who don't know, when Milan was released from Disney back in the nineties for, uh, to celebrate, McDonald's had like all the toys in the Happy Meal, but then they also had a special dipping sauce for the chicken nuggets, which is Szechuan sauce. Did they really do that, or is that just no, they really, that's a real it's thing? Really it's a thing. real thing. And uh, so, turns out that that's Rick's entire goal. So, my question is: Is Jerry really gone? Because <laughs> yeah, like how how do they get rid of him? I can't remember. They. She she makes him she divorces him. Yeah, yeah, she makes him pick between. No, Rick he makes or, her pick. Yeah, he yeah. says it's him or pick. me. Yeah. yeah, and she picks Rick. And and like at the end, he's screaming at Morty like, "I got your mom to divorce your dad." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I took down the galactic <laughs> Gover- uh, government." Government. Oh, dude, that was wonderful. You want to know why, Morty? You want to know why? Because I want that Szechuan sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it tastes, Morty. Nine seasons. Who cares? Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. We're gonna get that sauce. <laughs> and there's already so many people like, here's how to make your own Szechuan yeah. sauce at home. Oh, McDonald's his official like the 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 head chef at McDonald's had like the he got tweeted just left and right about this episode and he goes everyone calm down I'm digging through the depths of our of our menu book and our recipe book like I'm seeing what I can do about this well didn't McDonald's say that they were possibly bringing it back yeah, yeah. oh I mean Which why wouldn't could, they it's well, just yeah, free, it's free advertising, advertising and money the for last, them yeah before that the last press side scene is when they were bragging that not all of their burgers were going to be frozen and Wendy's were replied saying like, "So not all of your burgers are gonna be." <laughs> well, like Wendy's Twitter, whoever runs Wendy's Twitter oh, is amazing. a fucking hero. And so, also same with Arby's. I yeah, just gotta yeah say. Arby's. Is Here's an cool. idea. Although, that... They got rid of spicy nuggets. What's up with they that? They did. Yeah, that's what weird. What the fuck? So he, we, I have an idea for a business. That's what I'm getting after. The I need podcast. you dudes. So we need to get big businesses to hire us to be the snarky assholes that run their social media. Right? Oh, Where we just run we Wendy's would and get talk shit on food so fucking fast. It's like, so fast. I want Cabela's. Give me Cabela's. Okay, uh, so they're not... Word cunt, I use it yeah. every other sentence. So John, Stop murdering animals. John's cunt. out. Yeah. Nick's maybe out. I'm no, not, I'm a hard out. I will... I can't even uh, run my own have, Twitter appropriately. Have you ever listened to the Patton Oswald where he talks about getting fired from I love the 80s? Yeah. I love the 90s? No. That's what it would be like he's like it's the easiest job in the world and i just go in and he's like basically you go in and they should tell give you someone to talk about and you give a lame line and he's like but i couldn't do it they're like paris hilton what do you think of her i hope she dies of aids (laughs) why don't you give us another one he's like yeah i don't really care as long as she dies of aids fuck Um, but yeah, it was a great episode. The running line throughout the whole thing was, I gotta go take a shit. I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> Man, when he teleported that 
ship within the other Federation oh, ship. Just yeah. right in the fucking middle of it. <laughs> in the prison. God. Like, holy shit. What are, you doing what, in, what are you doing in this room? This is a room that's made to teleport the center of the universe only using dials and knobs. Shouldn't have had it designed so easily then, huh? Well, and I love that they just, in typical Rick and Morty fashion, you know, the end of season two, we saw like a little bit of a softer side of Rick, right? He was, sure. he sacrificed himself for his family, supposedly. And then in season one of episode three, we see all of that just fucking oh, retconned. Uh, he's like, no, 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 no. I did all this shit I became so I could take down the Galactic <laughs> government, get your dad to leave your mom, get him out of my hair, because I want that fucking McDonald's. He, yeah, sucks. He, you know why I got rid of him? Because he crossed me, Morty. Yeah, he, he crossed, crossed me. me there on that planet. He crossed me. Yeah. You know that this is all just McDonald's just paid for Rick and Morty. That's yeah. what's happening. It's 100%. I hope that's like a running theme through every episode in season three is somehow McDonald's gets brought up at least once, and then a whole conspiracy theory starts that McDonald's Commercials don't created. work anymore, yeah. so they've got to do just the most most viral product placement they can. <laughs> exactly. And Dan Harmon in his drunken, perpetual drunken state was he just like, all right. Yeah, yeah whatever. I mean, I, I would go buy life. chicken nuggets. I haven't been to McDonald's <laughs> oh, you know in years, but you I would go do it. Every stone kid watching Adult Swim on April 1st went out and bought McDonald's. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Well, and the funny thing was, is I remember the whole Mulan thing at McDonald's and the toys and the special Szechuan sauce. But it was one of those things I'd never thought about it again since it happened. And then all of a sudden, as an adult, I'm watching this cartoon. He starts talking about Szechuan sauce. I'm like, I fucking remember that. Like, I can recall the commercials God. of like in like scenes from Mulan cut into it. And now See, it's gonna product be, placement. Yeah, That's all yes, it is. It's going to become a thing. And if We've they bring back Szechuan sauce, I haven't had a McDonald's chicken nugget in probably 20 years. I will go order chicken nuggets with that Szechuan sauce. They were incredibly racist when they were promoting that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It was the 90s. You could get away Asian with it. Asian Ronald McDonald. <laughs> oh, no. Asian Grimace. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Everyone's there. They... You uh, like a Szechuan sauce. <laughs> didn't they just... didn't Hello, Hello, have like, some, like a samurai oh, no. garb on for like one of the ads? I could have sworn he did. That sounds like Disney. Speaking yeah. of racist, can I bring up something? Is it about Iron Fist? No, somebody oh. sent me a racist Sony ad they did for the PSP when they released the white one. Yeah. Oh, way it, back then? Yeah, it was like five years ago or Dear something. Dear like God. I think it was released in Germany. Like, I think it was a Euro. Oh, shocked. Weird. Shocked. Yeah. Weird. Germany. Shocking. <laughs> but if it, you was, it, was, it started floating around because of the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. someone was like, well, comes up PS, every couple years. PSP also did this thing. And for those that don't know, it was a billboard, and it was for the white PSP, which is innocent enough. It's a gaming console, and it's and it's all white. All right, cool. Just say those... white is a good color for a console yeah, and leave it at that. But it said, what was the tagline? It said, move over black or something, and there's a white woman holding a black guy's face and, like, pushing yeah, him down. Like, holding him by his face like you would, like, like, know, like a small child. Like, like get back cheeks. in the fields, motherfucker. It was yeah, real dark. Like people are blocking highways because black PSPs matter. You know? <laughs> 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 The whole ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I love yeah. this, whole this episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool, and we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>